0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome, welcome to in the Barber Zone with your man Chavez. Moment right here on Blog Talk Radio, BarberZoneRadio dot or now y'all y'all can hear this on your favorite podcast platform, all of them. So you're in the Barber Zone with your man Chavez for the next hour. We're gonna have a little fun, have a conversation, and see if we can share some good positive information with the people, y'all. I thank y'all. Um, there's different ways to listen to the show. You can hit us right at radio dot com, hit us on our Facebook page, Barbizon Radio, and just click Listen Live, and you can get on. Or you can go to right to your favorite podcast and listen. Or you can just call in if you want to tap into the to our subject tonight. And the number is nine one four two zero five five three seven four. And y'all, we got a good one tonight. Uh, you know, we just finished up with uh, Black History Month, and you know, we're starting with the new one, March is here. So y'all, we still keeping the the positive black theme though. So tonight we're talking about the need for African American males in education. That's right y'all, we're talking about having black men in education as they're teaching our minority and black students. We're gonna talk about the need and the value of having that. But also, here in Columbus, with Columbus City Schools, there is a major push to hire minority educators. So we got some individuals on the line, gonna get some male educators on here. To hear about the need and then we're going to also going to go in and tell you how to become an educator right here in columbus city schools so um got some on the line hey y'all y'all got it lit up today y'all got the switchboard lit up i see y'all i thank y'all for tapping in and calling to the show so we're gonna go in and the way we do it is i'm gonna uh when it's time i'll call your number, your your area code and your first three numbers. I'm not gonna give out your whole phone number so and we'll go from there and you know, have you tap into the conversation. So um, you know, and, and it's funny, I do a little thing on the show that's 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 really um something I, I I've heard another individual that's on the radio um here in Columbus and actually was one of my uh teachers. When I was at Buckeye Middle School, he was, uh, um, he was a substitute for a few weeks um, here, Mr. Kahara Anahara, who is a uh, TV, I mean, a radio personality here. So, y'all, we're going to go two, we're going to go three, we're going to go four deep tonight. So, y'all, I appreciate y'all, and we're going to get into it here in a second. Y'all, we're talking about African-American male educators. I want you to stop for a second and just think: How many African American male or black teachers did you have while you were coming up through high school? But hold on, that were not uh, that were not coaches. Think about that: How many black man teachers did you have? while you're in school, that was not a coach. So that's why we're talking about this tonight. The need for African-American male educators in our school system. Me growing up here on, on the South Side, you know, I'm a, I'm a proud product of, and forgive me, y'all, if I say Columbus Public Schools, because that's what it was when I graduated from Mary Franklin back in 87. So, no disrespect to the new name. I'll try to keep it, you know, Columbus City Schools, but I may slip a couple times. But, you know, coming up in, um, in Columbus City Schools, you know, I didn't see too many African American male educators. I had what, what, uh, Brother Carrara. Um, I had Miss um, Lois Cooper, God rest her soul. Uh, Mary Franklin, that was my biology teacher, science teacher. But far as having a teacher that looked like me, that felt like me, no, I didn't have that. But we did have coaches that were black coaches, you know, Coach Spence and Coach Carter and uh Coach Powell, you know, and those were the ones that we saw, so but y'all, what we gotta do is we have to start showing our young men, and you know me being a barber, I pour and I talk to the young men all the time. We have to show our young men some positive images of black men working, and what better place than to do it in the school and teach them and groom them how to be a positive young man when they come up, because we know there's a lot of things that these young men and these young ladies are dealing with that we didn't have to deal with when we were young, just the power of the internet and the power of visual media and the power of music right now to guide them in different ways. is just incredible. And we need to start, getting control of them and teaching them the right way and, and not letting the music and the environment and the neighborhoods that they come in affect the way that they grow up. We need to start showing them more positive, uh, black role models in their lives. Cause when I grew up, we had a whole bunch of them in the neighborhood, but now, you know, the powers that be and the things that have gone on in the last years have taken the strong black man out of the neighborhood out of the family unit out of the house so now there's a a, a real void in our communities for strong black men to be examples for our young men and our young ladies so this right here talking about having educated black educators in the school and increasing that this is a great one so yeah Um, I'm not gonna do all the talking I'm not the professional I'm gonna let y'all hear from individuals that are in the classroom Every day that are in our schools, that are principals, that, that that touch our children every day. So, yeah, we about to get to them in a second. So, but y'all, yeah, y'all in the Barber Zone with your man Chavez moment right here on Block Talk Radio, blocktalkradio.com dot com, or just make it simple and go to barberzoneradio dot com, and you know you can hear the show, you can become the friend of the show, so you get all the blast and everything. So, but now we're now on your podcast, favorite podcast platform so you can go to Audible you know you can simply you know tell uh tell Alexa Alexa listen to Inner Zone radio and you can listen to the show anytime you can go on back and listen to some old shows or you can replay this one again and share it with your friends so y'all I appreciate y'all for being on here but if you want to call in but I see my line is lit up, so we got a lot of people that's going to say something. But if you want to call in, the number is 914-205-5374. So after we dialogue a little bit, we're going to open the lines up. So if any individuals have any questions, you can ask, uh, you can ask those. So um, before we get started here, if you're on the line and you are a current educator or you know, you're a African-American male educator, press one for me and we'll get you on the line and I wanna hear some of your stories about being an educator in the classroom and the importance of having more of you guys uh on the uh, in the classroom. So okay. Y'all what it is, I I I have a I have a switchboard with the phone numbers and all that stuff lit up. Hey man, y'all got this thing lit up today. Oh my God. I appreciate y'all. We'll try to get everybody in, but if we you know and here's the thing the show is scheduled for an hour from 9 to 10 and if anybody's been in the barber zone before y'all yeah, know we're we'll kicking the overtime and go you know another 30 45 minutes so if you're here in the barber zone now stay with us and, and we'll get you on so without further ado what I'm gonna do is I'm a I'm a I'm a me, say your area code and your first three numbers and then we'll get you on the line here so call it from the 614 five seven oh i know who this one is this brother's like a superstar he's like a rock star in the city five seven oh who we got on the line with us this this evening hey
2: hey 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 brother chavez how you
3: what's doing
1: with on, doc west good? we got you what's going on brother doc hey could you speak up for us a little bit y'all? we got doc west on the line um but, uh, good brother. Appreciate you tapping into the Barber zone. Let, uh, individuals know who you are, uh, where you work and let them know, you know, probably, uh, approximately how long you've been in the education system and then tap into the importance of having individuals like yourself in the classroom or in our schools.
2: Yep. Can you hear me good now?
1: Oh, yes, Hopefully sir.
2: Yes, you sir. Can. Yep. Um, I've been now with Columbus city schools, 24 years. Um, of course, born and raised in Columbus, but also wanting to make sure we gave back to the community that raised me. Um, I think I seen my first black male teacher was in middle school, and he was an art teacher. I don't even think I had him, but I just knew he was in the building. But as I started growing up and, and thinking about my life and wanting to give back, I really felt I had already made up a lot of my decisions on my character and my personality by ninth grade. So I wanted to go back into the schools and be an elementary teacher because I wanted young men of color to be able to see what they could become. So a lot of times people ask me why did I – why was I an elementary teacher? That's the reason why, because I wanted to make sure that I molded young minds. And now a lot of young men that I was able to be in their life when they were young in elementary school, they're in their 30s. We still keep in contact. They're doing well, so – it's almost like we made a pact, you know, when they were younger, and I I told them I didn't know what social media would be out by now, but I definitely told them that I wanted to know what their successes were and see them in later life. Yes, sir. Now that's awesome. So, what what school are you at here uh, here in Columbus? I am now at Columbus Sciota. It's a six twelve. Specialty school and it's out on the south side uh, of the of the uh, of the city, and pretty much our population is pretty much our population about ninety ninety five percent African American.
1: Yeah, and, 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 and brother Doc, here's a funny one: the school that you're at, I attended when when I was one of the first parts of, of busing. And back in 1979 when busing started, because I live in Southfield, we were bused from Southfield. So then it was called Scioto Trail Elementary. So I mm-hmm. attended that school, and that's where um, we began the whole racial thing because uh, they didn't – we called it the other side of the tracks because living in Southfield, we did – all our, all our, you know, daily shopping and everything off of Lockbourne Road, but they bust us over to South High Street, and the white kids over on South High Street had never really interacted with black people because they didn't come on Southfield and we didn't go over there. So yeah, I was, I I, I, I was there at that school, brother. Yes, sir. It was a, uh, some, uh, some. Some racial unrest that went went down there with the you know the segregation and all that. But yeah, I did attend that school before they turned it down and made it into uh, Scioto. So yeah, so yeah, we appreciate you, hey brother Doc. Stay on the line, man. I'm gonna get some other brothers on the line and 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 get some more conversation and uh, maybe ask you, brother, some more questions. So coming from the six one four two two six, who we got on the line in the barbers on this evening. 614-226. Hey, how you
4: doing? Thank you uh, for, for having me on. This is Chai Cornut, principal at Columbus City Preparatory School for Boys, also known as sure. Columbus Prep. Um, and, you know, I'm just proud to be here. So like you, I heard you talking about living in Southfield. Uh, I'm I'm from the city as well, um, born and raised, uh, Columbus City uh, schools my whole life. And, and I was born uh, out in, in Southfield. Lived off a of lot born, and I also went to Scioto Trail. So, um, <laughs> from kindergarten, first grade, second grade, before we did some moving around. So, yes, yeah, you know, I'm very familiar with Scioto Trail. Okay.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so how long? So how long have you been in? The, how long have you been uh, an educator? And speak on the need of having um, brothers in the in the school that look like our students talk about the value of having that type of teacher
4: absolutely absolutely so <clears throat>
5: i'm
4: uh I'm, I'm younger
1: uh in the profession
4: uh i have been in uh, education for 13 years but i've only been in uh, k-12 setting for the last uh four years and so uh, i worked uh, at ohio state for a good uh 10 years or so of my life and and um but I'm so proud and so glad to be back. Um, I thought I never actually wanted to be a teacher, to be honest. I always just wanted to be a principal. You know, um, I think back over my my, my um, you know trajectory through K through 12, and I remember at Scioto Trail we had a gentleman, uh, Mister uh, Mister Huey White. He was my music teacher. He wasn't the core teacher. He was the music teacher. But this was the first black male educator that i had and and uh we had a bond so thinking back over my life i didn't have any any others outside of gym or who were a coach until i got to high school and then mr bond he was my ninth grade i went to independence high school in columbus um shout out to the sixers um (laughs) i uh had mr bond and he was my like career tech computer science teacher and um Uh, I've always had black males that were in the buildings, but I never had them as educators. And I always looked at them, though, by, like, how they dress, or you would build a relationship by just walking down the hall and those kind of things. And so for me, um, I thought it was super important to, one, be back in a space where, one, you you can be what these young men see. So in my building, it's a, a middle school, six through eight, and we're predominantly black, you know. Uh, predominantly black boys who were growing up to become black young men, and uh, mm-hmm. the importance of black educators is is uh, is just, is paramount. You know, I'll, I'll say so. What what ended up happening in my life is so wild that uh, Mr. White, my my first you know music teacher, and Mr. Bond, uh, th- those first teachers, you know, from kindergarten up to ninth grade, those were two teachers that I had that weren't coaches. They were both members of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, and it just so happens that, you know, after college, uh, I, I went on and joined the fraternity as well. And it, and it just, I just think it's amazing how the impact that those folks have, the seeds that they plant over time and how it all comes to fruition. And so, um, so you know, really <clears throat> being an example, I thought that, that was part of it. You know, as a dad, as an ag- educator, um, I thought that being an example, someone that these young men can see, they can touch, they can feel, and they realize that we're not so different, and they can see themselves in these robes, right, and unapologetically who you are uh, is like no other. You know, It really gives them an opportunity and, and, and chances to become uh, great in their own lives. But, but the need for black educators, man, it, 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 you know, I can't emphasize it enough. It is important beyond
1: words. Hey, yeah, that's great. Yeah, because being able to see somebody that looks like you, you know, we always look up to, you know, the uh, you know, you had the guys in the neighborhood, or uh, as if you're if you're uh, a freshman, you look up to a senior, but seeing somebody in a educational and a leadership role that looks like you is so encouraging. And see, me being a barber, I get to interact with young men in a space and and in an organic way that nobody else gets to. And for that, you know, in our community, our young men need to see positive black men in a positive light. And, And a lot of times the only person that a young man gets to see is the barber. Or, you know, that's not an athlete. Somebody that they can have a relationship, somebody they can talk to, somebody that they can learn from is the barber. Because now there's there's not as many African-American males in the schools. So me being a barber, I get to see and get to pour into young men in different ways and, you know, tell them and lead them in, in different ways. So, But you guys are there every day, so we need to have more black men that these young boys are going to end up being in an educational role, leading and guiding them. Cause we know that the, the, the family unit isn't like it used to be. There's a lack of uh, black positive black men fathers in the lives of our young men for whatever reason, that absent that space, is is void now which creates a whole nother dynamic you know it creates you know mental health problems and things like that but that's a whole nother show but um but that's something that we need to fix in our in in, in, in our youth not just the boys but in our girls too so um Enough about me, but y'all, y'all in the barber zone with your man Shavea, at the moment right here on Block Talk Radio. The number is nine one four two zero five five three seven four. We're talking about the need of African American males in education, and here in a little bit we're going to talk about um, the recruitment efforts of the Columbus City Schools to get more minorities in education. So but we're going to move on. We got a few. Uh, a lot of more individuals. So I see you guys are taught into the show. Thank you for listening right now. If you're a male educator and you would like to share your experience or share your story, please press one. And then I will get to you. I see we got a couple more here, so I'm going to move on to them. But y'all, I appreciate y'all. So, cause we, this is something that we need to talk about, um, you know, pouring into our children more now that we have a COVID situation, and you know they're not able to get in the classroom and socialize the way that they're used to. There's more of a, there's more need now for them to see individuals that look like them. So uh, appreciate you, brothers. Hold on, brother Tops, uh, uh, uh brother Doc, and we, we're moving on. We got from six one four 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 zero we got in the barber zone with us tonight.
6: How you doing? This is uh, Anthony Crawford. I have a proud graduate, Clement City Schools, Warner Ridge High School. Um, I'm actually not an educator. I'm in human resources, okay. so I'm actually on the recruiting side. Okay. okay. So I'm more of the so- compensation person. When you come in, I calculate the salaries and give them what kind of figures that they'll be making. Okay, you're the money man. You're that
1: guy. Let them know how much they can get paid. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And brother. If you would, we're gonna uh, hold on for you, and and once we get to the part about the recruitment, we'll bring you on so you, you you can talk to them a little bit about that part. But appreciate you tapping in. So just hold on for me for a little bit longer. Hey, share it with some of your people. Get them online too. What we got? It. All right. Moving on a little bit from the let's see. Okay, from the six one four. Six seven zero. Who we got in the barber zone with us tonight.
6: Hey, this is uh, Keith Johnson, proud graduate of South High School. Um, taught for thirty years, still work with the system, so I got thirty-eight years in the district. I'll give I want to give a shout out to Doc West. we talk about someone who's out there fighting the fight for black educators. I'm currently at Independent High School. And thanks to Mr. West, we have a plethora of black men in the building trying to do our thing. And I like to shout out and hats off to him for bringing strong black men into the building. And we just still trying to do what we do.
1: Yes, sir. The, hey, y'all. This is the infamous Mr. Johnson. <laughs> the infamous, the infamous Mr. Johnson. Hey I, hey, I thank you for taking your time, brother, to type in for us a little bit because it's brothers like you, man, that uh, have been around, you know, more than 30 years that really have made an impact in a lot of young men across our city. And, y'all, the funny thing is um, Brother Johnson has just, you know, b- became a client of mine. You know, even though he's bald, you know, I, I get his beard right. <laughs> and the uh, – the the, the funny thing about this and, you know, the great thing about this is he came to me because I cut his son's hair. His son is also an educator. So you see that the example that Brother Johnson has set, it went down to his son. And now his son is pouring into young men and young women at Johnson Park. So me having the privilege of being able to be a barber of two black educators who happen to be father and son is just awesome. So hats off to you two brothers and appreciate y'all. But y'all also, hey, Keith, you know I got to say this one too. Also, y'all, if y'all know anything about the South Side, there's (laughs) one restaurant on Lockbourne Road called H. Johnson's h johnson this is keith's father keith is a product of somebody that is has been a pillar in the community on the south side for as long as i've been alive so the example this is an example of a father set an example which brother keith came down and now he set the example for his son jordan who is now also an educator so that right there is is something that we need in our communities more the father involvement in the lives of our young men, so hats off to you brothers and uh brother Appreciate Keith, that. with with you being in education for so long uh what impact have you seen with african American educators in the lives of our students?
6: I think I think uh, Doc West kind of said it a little earlier, we, we have to plant that seed early in young men or uh, young women of color to make education a viable opportunity. Uh, my mother planted that seed in my head, um, and you have to talk about what it would be to be an educator. She went to Central State, um, didn't finish, but kept that yearbook around where I could look through and see college. Um, I was mm-hmm. lucky enough in elementary and junior high school. I I can't claim middle school, junior high school. They have educators that made teaching seem exciting, seem fun. Um, They were more activist teachers because they were products of the 70s and the 60s, and uh, they brought energy into the school every day, and you wanted to emulate those people, and you you just wanted to be around people that were pushing forward. So I think that's what planted the seed in me, and then with Jordan – Uh, when he got the opportunities to come into my classroom or come into a building, I was blessed to be in really good buildings with really good energy. Johnson Park Middle School for a number of years, East High School with all that tradition. Uh, He grew up around those type of things and those type of places. So um, I think he got that education bug honest. So um, (laughs) I was just lucky enough to be around good people, great environments, and people that pushed. um, We pushed each other to be better. And to be the best that we could in the classroom and in 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 advocating and helping our youth.
1: Okay, right on, right on. Hey. Yeah. The examples being set, and and our young people being able to see, like you said, you saw college, you saw advancement, you saw that, and it was pushed on you. So, okay, I've got you, brothers, on the line. You three brothers on the line what do it, and anyone of you can answer this what do we need to do to encourage more african American males to become educators what is what, what, what is something that we can do to, to to raise the numbers in our school systems either one
6: i'll jump in I'll jump in first I think just this generation of young people, if you become an educator now just with the I'm going to be practical. The hours, um, the weekends free for the most part, unless you coach. Uh, if, you, if you have an entrepreneurial background or hustle, you can do that as well as educate. It, there is flexibility within working in, in a school system or school schedule. Um, if you have an activist heart and frame of mind, um, you can express that and you can be a change agent. And you sell those aspects. Um, I know with all the things happening this summer, there were future teachers downtown marching this summer. And you tap into mm-hmm. that activism or that, that willingness to want to see change. And change starts, um, change starts when they get off that bus in the morning. That's when you become a change agent, when they walk into your building, when they walk into your classroom. And we have a chance to change a lot of young people, male and female, for the better. Uh, they they're with us for six to seven hours a day for 180 plus days. You know, let's make an impact during that
1: time. Hey, that's a great one. All right, now before we before we move on a little further, um, but Doc or uh, uh, Brother Ty, what are some challenges that you found being an African American uh, educator in a predominantly white education system? Yeah,
4: I, I appreciate that question. Uh, I, I do want to touch on the previous question just a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> I think, uh, for me, the the biggest piece is about purpose, you know, and for me, you know, I, I think that when, when I think about the impact that I'm going to have in my life, I'm thinking about the legacy that I'm going to live or leave. I feel as though being in this field um, literally is helping shape the future, right? I'm, I'm empowering young folks to truly be show up who they are as they are unapologetically as they walk into the future. And, um, you know, I, I got to pay homage to doc as well. You know, doc is like a big bro. Uh, all the, all the educators who have paved the way, because it is difficult. And, and to your point, your question, it is very difficult because, you know, as a black man, I mean, I, I, I graduated valedictorian from, from school at independence you know, uh, school kind of came easy. I earned an academic scholarship um, to go to Ohio State, you know, uh, full ride, pretty much free of charge. And and so I've been blessed and fortunate, but I, it's so difficult because I, I still feel like I always have something to prove, you know, uh, like, like um, you look at the way, uh, you know, black men are uh, portrayed in the media, how, you know, there's negative imagery that comes along with that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I spend a lot of time at Ohio State working in the Bell National Resource Center on the African-American male. Uh, So we we did work to to talk about what does it mean to define black manhood and black masculinity and those kinds of things. But, uh, you know, it's difficult. You know, I always feel like I have something to prove, even though I know I'm competent, even though I know I'm capable, even though I know – you know, um, that, that I'm doing a good job, right? Like it, it's still like uh, this, you know, not really an imposter syndrome, but, the, you know, you got to mm-hmm. fight those kind of thoughts sometimes. You really do have to fight them to know that, you know, I do belong in this space. I do belong in this, this opportunity to provide examples for um, my my students, my scholars, like we call them in my building, uh, but also to provide leadership, and show examples of black manhood to people who might not have had access to black manhood, you know? So uh, I will commend Mm -hmm. Columbus city schools though, because they've been very intentional, very intentional about recruiting black men and, and a diverse work staff across the board. I'm sure you'll hear a little bit about that later tonight, but, um, but, you know, it makes me feel good to, to work in a space uh, to work for an organization that, putting their money where their mouth is, so to speak. You know, they're they're doing the work to try to have a a diverse work staff to reflect the the students that live throughout the district that we serve on a day-to-day basis so that those students can see themselves in these positions of of not just power but of influence, you
1: know, that that, that Mm -hmm. those positions are accessible even to them as they grow older. Yeah, that 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 you can do this. You this this just can be you. So that's awesome. Hey, brother Doc, tap into that uh, a little bit. Some of the some of the challenges that um, brothers face in the education system. Before we move forward, if you would please, sir.
2: Yep, and thank you. And, and and I want to echo, you know, kudos to to my colleagues on the call, Ty, who I highly respect, and and um, brother Johnson, as as Ty says he's one of young and up-and-coming administrators. And Mr. Johnson's been out there for a while, Coach against just, him, just, you know, in the community. And really, you know, that's one of the, you know, as you look at challenges, it's even to show, I always like to show within a school and within the community how well we can work together. You, you know, so I think that's, that's one of the challenges is just making sure that, for one, you work well with your school community, but also, you're tapping mm-hmm. into the, the the greater city at large to to tackle some of the challenges. I've leaned on some of our church partners, some of our community partners, just to deal with some of the things we're up against. Um, just as black men, you know, just with 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 our position peer you have to keep yourself really, um, you know, for, for lack of a better phrase, squeaky clean on just making sure that. You, you know, as I say, I, I've always said I do not ever want my students that I've been um, in their lives and and, and 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 encouraged over the 24 years. I never want them to see me in a negative light. So then yes. you really have to you you have to carry yourself a certain way, you know uh, you know professionally.
7: Yeah. You know
2: you really got to you you really got to find out who's on your who's who, who's on your team to help. And who's on your team just to, to try to to divide and, 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 and cause confusion.
0: So you know you, yeah. you you
2: deal with some of the same things I dealt with growing up and I always say that I, I like it that a lot of times some of the lessons I learned growing up around friends and, and, and running up and down the avenues, I'm able to use that within working with people within our, our school systems and really dissecting every really not even dissecting, but really learning every staff member to know and making sure that they're good for our young people. So one of my challenges is making sure that within a building that I am putting the best adults in front of young people because, uh, you you know, the bottom line of our young people and and the people you put around them encourages their life and and supports their life. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, man, that's awesome. Yeah, that
2: is one thing. And, 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 Doc,
1: that's, that's something that I, that, that I see, you know, when I go to the games, and you know, basketball games or, or football games or whatever. You guys from different schools coming together collectively to show a, show a positive front as educators in the Columbus city schools. You guys may not, you know, go to school, but I'll see you at a mayor Franklin game or at an East high game or something. And your school isn't even playing, but you're coming to show support for either a colleague or you're coming to show support for a prior student that you may have had in, in, you know, the fourth grade. And now he's in the ninth grade playing basketball. So that is something that that I have seen that you guys do. You support each other outside the classroom. And that's something that we do need to see in our community is black men supporting other black men and not tearing each other down. So big up to you guys that are in the education system in the Columbus Public Schools that are doing over and above what the classroom hours, you know, uh, uh, demand of you. So, y'all, big up to all all our educators, man. Um, I'm a barber, and I only got to deal with the kids for, you know, 15 to 30 minutes. Y'all got them six hours or whatever. So, hey, man, hats off to you guys. And the responsibilities that you carry every day is just enormous. So, man, I just – my hats have always been off to educators, so but especially to our brothers. So y'all, y'all in the barber zone with your man Chavez right here in Blog Talk Radio, BlogTalkRadio dot com slash Barber Zone, or just at BarberZoneRadio dot com. You're in here, and we're talking about the need for African American males in education. So y'all, tap in on the Facebook page BarberZoneRadio dot com. Or Instagram page, or you can just call us nine one four two zero five five three seven four if you want to tap into this topic. So y'all, we've had we've had the honor of being blessed with uh, maybe probably with with y'all guys over a hundred years of education and the Columbus City Schools. So. I uh, appreciate you guys, and we've heard from them and, and got their experiences and, and what they think about um, being an educator, being a guider of young men's lives. So, But we're going to move on a little bit because with these brothers right here being educators in the Columbus City schools, I, you know, we got some, some questions on how do I become a educator In the Columbus City Schools so we've got the honor of of having some uh, individuals from the HR department in the Columbus City Schools to let us know you know what it is about the Columbus Schools Columbus City Schools and how to become an educator in the Columbus City Schools so without further ado I'm gonna get the sister on the line first because ladies first and then um, if you're part of human resources, or you know, in, in, in any of that capacity, um, would you press one? Because we want to get you on, so you can, uh, so we can talk about how to become uh, an educator like these brothers we just had on in the Columbus City Schools. So let's see here. All right. Okay, get that one on. Oh, let's see. And moved around on me for a little bit. So okay, I gotta get it because it just switched around. Thank you guys. So coming from the six one four, the sister who reached out to me and is 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 a catalyst of making this show happen. Coming from the six one four nine six six, sister Lamika, welcome to the Barber zone.
5: Hello, how are you?
1: I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for taking our time. Uh, I mean, taking your time to join us tonight. And, you know, for the last 30 minutes or so, we've been talking about the need for uh, African-American male educators in uh, in our school system. So now I would like for you to let us know if we have any individuals out there who would like to join um, the Columbus City Schools, let them know about your current minority recruitment drive, if you would.
5: Yes, thank you. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Lamika Robinson, as Chavez mentioned. I am the Talent Acquisition Manager for the Certificated Team at the award-winning Columbus City Schools, the best school district in the world. Um, And so there are so many ways that you can um, become a teacher. Um, One of the things that uh, we are starting to do is uh, promote a Grow Your Own program. And that means that we're pretty much going to start going into the schools. We already have started, but we've been doing like 11th and 12th grade. But we want to kind of get with the students in the 6th and 7th grade, tell them about the teaching profession, let them know, like, Uh, Doc West was saying, hey, you'll have your weekends off. You'll have your summers off. Here's the starting salary. And just kind of plant that seed in their head about the teaching profession and how wonderful it is, um, which is no different than how Chase comes in or the military comes in or the police department, they come in on career day. So we're starting, you know, we're going to start to go in on career day and promote, you know, teacher or education opportunities. Um, Another um, drive that we have been working on is we did get an HBCU grant uh, to recruit at HBCUs, and this kind of happened, you know, a little bit before the pandemic. But we were able to secure $20,000 for the next five years for our recruiters to travel uh, to different HBCUs. We can do up to 10, and we had already started to do that prior to the pandemic. Um, We know that it's very important to recruit um, a diverse workforce. Uh, One of my Mm -hmm. colleagues, he's a principal coach, Dr. Murphy, he actually uh, sent me an article today, and it says that research shows that having one black teacher by third grade increases a black student's likelihood to graduate high school by 7% and to enroll in college by 13%. And then after having Mm. two black teachers, that student is 32% more likely to enroll in college. So we definitely know that we have to have a more diverse teacher pipeline, and we definitely have to tap into the students at Columbus City Schools uh, to pretty much flip them over and, you know, get them grants, uh, you know, diversify the student pipeline. ODE is working with us on a grant, too, that we just applied for. Uh, to diversify the uh, education system, and so we are doing podcasts like this one. We are going to HBCUs. I do. We do informational sessions at Columbus City Schools. We did one tonight for North Carolina a and uh, I'm always contacting Ty and Doc and all of the other principals within the school district to collaborate with them to come to our events. And I'm so happy Ty is all. I can call him five minutes before and say, Ty, can you pop, pop on this line? <laughs> you know, we have some African-American males on the line. Can you can you kind of sway them over to me? So um, we are making grand efforts. And let me tell you, we do have the support of the superintendent. As you know, Dr. Talisa Dixon, she is yeah. a graduate of Mississippi Valley State University, which is an HBCU, and she's a member of Alpha Kappa Af- So she's an AKA, she's an HBCU graduate, and she is all for this. And so I definitely have the support of the organization to, you know, get our our, uh, school district more diversified with teachers. And we're the first point of contact. Everyone applying comes through my department. So uh, we definitely have even upgraded our application system. We have things on there that say, did you graduate from, you know, what high school did you graduate from so that we can pull mm-hmm. graduates from Columbus City Schools? Um, you know, we yeah. do have the EEOC on there now. So we are making grand efforts to diversify our school district.
1: Hey, that's awesome. That's great to hear being a, a Columbus, I'm sorry, a Columbus City School graduate.
0: Columbus City <laughs> and, School.
1: <laughs> yes. You know, it's hard for me, Hey, it's always been for me Columbus Public Schools, so that's good. That That's, that's good. You know, Columbus city schools. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I don't know if I mentioned this, that for, for me, uh, even, even looking at central state university, it was because of, uh, my gym teacher, miss holiday, um, who graduated from central state. And she was like, well, why don't you try central state? And, 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 and you might like that, you know, it, it might fit your personality real good. And, See, me, I was going to, you know, just stay here and go to Franklin, get me a business degree, you know, keep it moving. But (laughs) when, you know, trusting Miss Holiday and the relationship I had with her, and I said, all right, I'll go check it out. And the day I stepped on Central State campus, it was just like it was over. Like I I didn't even look at another school. I said, this is where I'm going to be.
0: <laughs> so with
1: you know with, 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 with Miss Holiday having that experience at Central State and bringing it back to me to us, you know that was that was just a gem for me to be able to to do that, so it's great um I, uh, I, Chavez, couple, I'm, you know. I'm
5: happy you said that I just wanted to say one thing, even if Perfect. you would have gone to get that business degree, you would have been able to be a business teacher or a computer teacher, you know, um, teachers in Columbus City School are are all types of teachers, ROTC, school nurses, school Mm -hmm. social workers, school psychologists, and I think sometimes people don't put that together. Anything that you're going to school to be, you can flip that over to being an educator. And we hire 250 positions plus each school year. So
1: there's a place for everybody, you know, Okay. as long as you have a degree. (laughs) Okay, Okay, you said that. Now, um, do you have to have a degree, or are there any positions for maybe somebody that attended college and, you know, uh, have a lot of college experience, but they really never graduated? Is there anything that they may be able to do in the school system?
5: Absolutely, that is a great question. So we do have uh, other positions. We have a position called instructional assistant, and so they're kind of the assistant to the teacher. And you have to have um, a couple of year, a couple of semester hours of college, but no, you do not have to be a college graduate. And so um, basically for the instructional assistant, you would need to have 48 semester hours or 72 quarter hours of higher learning education from an accredited institution or have a peer professional license. And so you can be an instructional assistant, but to be a substitute teacher at Columbus City Schools or be a teacher, you would have to have the bachelor's degree. Now, there are some vocational positions that you do not have to have a degree for, and you will be a teacher and on a teacher's salary, and you will also have your summers off and all of that. And that are, that's those vocational positions. So, like your computer teacher, um, your ROTC teacher, we have firefighter, you know, firefighter, phar- pharmacy tech. Anything vocational, and normally at, like, Fort Hayes or downtown high school, you do have – there are some teaching positions where you you can get an alternative license, and they kind of put you on a five-year plan to get uh, an alternative license. So that's a great question. And, yes, we do have some positions that you're a teacher, but not necessarily a teacher with a degree.
3: Okay, awesome.
5: And why don't y'all have – I'm
1: just, just going to ask this. This this is a whole different show, a whole different question. But why is it that for vocational, for the young people, if a young lady wants to get a cosmetology license, she can get that coming out of high school. But if a young man wants to get a barber license, he has to graduate high school and then go to barber school. Uh, that has just been a question of mine is why doesn't Columbus Public School offer that as a trade when it's offered for young ladies to become stylists. So that's just, that's just a whole nother question. That's a whole nother show, but that's just, that's just a thought of mine. Like, you know, young men, young men can come out of high school already with a trade just like young uh-huh. ladies do. So, but yeah, that's something different. So, um, y'all, y'all in the Barber's Zone with your man, Chavez, right here on uh, Blog Talk Radio, com, or hit us at com. You know, you can just tap into the show, just hit the uh, uh, on-air button, and it brings you right to the show. Or you can call in at 914-205-5374. We're talking about the need for African-American males and education and now we're to the part of the show where we're talking about Columbus City Schools' minority recruitment push to get more minorities into the school. So, all right, we have a few more individuals that are on the line. Uh, let's see, press one if you're ready to say something. If you're part of, you know, Human Resources and work with the system of Mika and making those decisions on who we will have in our schools so let's see, uh, from, let's see, from the 614, number 327, who we got in the Barber Zone with us tonight?
0: Good evening, Brother
3: Shabazz.
1: Yes, yes. Just, just Good evening, Brother here, huh? you, Can
3: you hear me? Yes, yes, it is. Loud and clearly. How are you?
1: I'm awesome, brother. How are you doing this evening? Appreciate you tapping into it. How's it going?
3: No, I appreciate the work I appreciate the work that you do all the time throughout the community. Uh for those who are out out there in the listening audience, I want to uh put out a challenge. And the challenge is a manhood challenge to come and be a part of a award winning school district. I wanna challenge every HBCU graduate under the guise of my, my voice. I want to also challenge every man who is committed to family engagement, who's committed to his community, to come out and give back to our young people by becoming a teacher for Columbus City Schools. It's an easy process. It's a rewarding process, and it's something that is desperately needed in our communities. So if you attended Central State University, if you're a proud alum alumni of an HBCU like I am from Tennessee State University I want to challenge every man to step up reach out to us and find out how we can use your skills talents and abilities to lead our young people to another level and become an active part of our award-winning district that's the challenge this evening and brother Chavez knows that I'm a man who stands behind principle and purpose I met this young man while working at The Ohio State University. Shout out to OSU's Young Scholars Program. I want to challenge my Young Scholar alum who may be listening to the voice of Mr. Lee right now. I'm going to ask you to step up and come back and give back to our school district and help us make sure that we continue to grow and develop the wisdom and the knowledge that we need to lead our community. Chavez has always been a man of principle and purpose, always working hard. And I think that if I can say anything, that when he saw four brothers on the campus of Ohio State University (laughs) who were suited and booted, if I can use the words right, who were suited and booted, and who were interviewing, and he found out that these were executives who ran ran, – programs in in separate cities around the state of Ohio with (laughs) a $100,000 budget. And he realized at that point, hey, there's something good that's going on out here. So tonight, I'm honored that I got an opportunity to share that. Once again, I'm putting out a challenge. That challenge goes out to the Divine Nine. I heard Ty talk about Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity. I want to shout out my own fraternity. Omega Psi Phi Fraternity, the bros, I want you to get involved. I want you to be a part of what we're doing. I'm shouting out every sorority, every fraternity, come and give back to this great institution and help us to develop the next generation of leaders and learners.
1: Hey, that's Big Bro right there, y'all. <laughs> Thank you, Big Brother. Hey, but the Brother Lee, man, and and... Like you said, yeah, I met this brother when I was starting at Ohio State with the Young Scholars program and he said and like you said, had the hundred thousand dollar budget. I'm going in to do the accounting and in my interview I see these four brothers man keep they just keep walking past the walking past the room and looking at what's going on but I said, What man, who is these brothers? So they all peeked their head in him Brother Kendall, uh, 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 Brian Cunningham, Ron Parker, man. These three brothers, man. And from that interview, they just took me up under their wing. And it's just been a brotherhood since then, man. And I just appreciate you brothers for uh, making me feel welcome because to go to a place like The Ohio State University and walk in and to an interview I never, ever, ever imagined that I would see brothers looking like me me, making moves like you brothers made. And it's always been about positivity and manhood, but it was also with with compassion for the students. You know, even though you guys were, were over the program in the separate cities, um, you know, the nine major cities that we have in Ohio, y'all all just kept it, like, at home, so just seeing the way you guys just interacted and just poured into the students was just like, awesome, you know, y'all were stern but silly, you know, we, you have fun, but you made sure you poured positivity into them at the end of the day, and just seeing stuff like that is, you know, just made uh, a more of an impact in my life, and you know, to be a part of that and have something like this go on in Columbus city schools, you know, where we have a push for more positive black men in the lives of our students is just awesome because, you know, in, in education, it's always, you get to see white faces and white faces doing this and this, that, and the other, but you never get, you know, the, the accolades and, and the applause and the celebration of the hard African American or minority, uh, teachers, and administrators that we see. So, again, hats off to all the minority educators that, you know, pour into our students every day because you, y'all you have an awesome responsibility. So I just thank you, and, and, and may God keep blessing you so you can bless our children that, you know, they'll be positive examples, you know, because, uh, you know, my daughter was not a part of Columbus City Schools, but she had – the village and examples of, of positive black people in our lives to get her to where she's at now being um, the assistant director of student development at the university of Washington. So um, just hats mm-hmm. off to everybody. So yeah, we're going to keep it moving. Let's see who else we got going on here this evening. Uh, if you like to say something, or you like to ask a question, Simply press one and we'll get you on. You know, we've we, we, we got some positive black people on here uh, talking about education and being leaders in our community. And Brother Lee just came on and made the challenge. So, hey, we're going to see about y'all stepping up. And, and, you know, just if you can't be an educator, if you can't go into the classroom all day for all those hours, just simply donate some time. Like, what I do is, um, and any of you guys know me, I go back and I give free haircuts. I I have a program that I didn't get to do it this year, but I have a program called Backpacks and Belts. And what Backpacks and Belts is, is we always talking to our young men and telling them to pull their pants up. Hey, little bro, pull your pants up. Why you ain't got your pants pulled up? But have you ever taken an opportunity to give a young man a belt? He might not have one. He might be in a, a, a housing situation where he's the only male figure in the household, and he doesn't have a belt, so he's doing the best that he can. So with back pelts the belt is I do a drive where people donate belts and donate uh, school supplies. So at the beginning of the school year, I give out belts, I give out backpacks full of school supplies and also give away free haircuts to young men so they can start the school looking good. They're prepared with their, with their supplies because you don't know what, what mom's budget is. She may not be able to get the, the school, you know, the list that you guys sent home for the kids to come in. They might not be able to fill that list. So I try to step in along with, you know, a couple partners and some other community people to fill this void for young men. So that's what we need. If, if you can't be a teacher in the school, you can still make a positive impact in the lives of our students. Find some way to volunteer. Find some way to give, your, give time back. We've got educators here on the phone. If you know them or if you know an educator that's in your circle, ask them what help do they need in their classrooms. Ask them what help that they might they need at their school. And that way we can fill the void once, excuse me, once we go back to school. And, you know, uh, I believe that the kids will be going back to full-time here soon. So once that gets back, teachers are going to need us more than they have before. We're coming out of COVID. I'm excuse me. We're still in COVID, but now – you know, vaccines going on, and we're able to get the kids back in school so they can get some normalcy in their lives. Because as we know, when we grew up, we needed the socialization. We needed to play with our friends. We needed to get outside. But, you know, through this pandemic, that has been altered for young people. So we know that um, the mental health issues have gone up family violence has gone up and other negative parts of society have gone up due to this COVID and individuals being stuck in a house. So now it's our responsibility to pour into our young people more than we ever have. So again, hats off to our teachers. Y'all have, y'all have adjusted and gone to online learning or whatever you need to do to pour in our young people's lives. So again, I thank you, and I thank you. So um, we're almost done with the show. I mean, we're past 10 o'clock, so we're here just a little bit. I don't want to disrespect anybody's time, so if you need to jump off, you can, but we'll just be on here maybe another few minutes. Just um, I got just a couple questions. Uh, Sister Lamika. Um, just for the safety issues, if anybody's thinking about joining a club of city schools and they have any safety concerns, what steps have the school system taken to assure a safe work environment for teachers um, during this COVID time?
5: Okay, so we did partner with uh, Columbus Public Health, and so number one, our teachers have the opportunity to get their uh, COVID testing. Um, Some other measures that we've made, of course, you know, the masks are required, and we're going to do six-foot distance, um, but we are basically transitioning into like a hybrid learning. We do have a couple of schools that have started, but we are transitioning um, in the next Couple of weeks uh, to hybrid and offer that to all of our students, but we made um, all types of measures from when the pandemic first started, making sure we supplied fifty thousand students with laptops and their siblings, and we had principals out there and volunteers giving out laptops all the way up until now, where uh, our director of uh, Health and Family Services, her name is Kate King. She has – if you guys want to go to this website, there's so much information about our reopening and um, what we're doing. If you want to go to the um, – it's ccsoh.us, the and then um, you would just search health and safety protocols, and there are videos on blended learning, understanding the reasons for the shift to blended learning, um, how we're going to feed the students, breakfast and lunch meals, health and safety protocols. We have a whole system laid out and videos for you to watch so that you know that your students are safe as they return. The restroom procedures, everything. How the classrooms will have safe social distancing, what happens if your child gets sick, if your child tests positive for COVID, everything is laid out on our website.
1: All right, give the uh, give the website one more time, just in case they didn't hear it.
5: All right, so it's going to be ccs08.us, and then you're just going to search in the search tab in the top right hand corner, health and safety protocols.
1: All right, hey y'all heard it. So I had to ask that one because you know. But I ain't about to go working in the schools. They ain't got nothing safe going on. So, you know, I had to ask that to make sure, you know, keep the people at ease because, you know, that COVID thing is crazy out here. We see that, that, that Texas and, what is it, Mississippi has, have opened up to full capacity, no masks, no none of that. Man, watch out. But, yeah, so I thank you for that, sister, and, and hopefully that uh, it's hopefully that information uh you know makes it easier on some individuals and th- they're more likely to uh, tap into the Columbus City Schools and man that's great because that's, that's what I want to know you know we've been in the barbershop talking about stuff going on and they it even even safe for the kids to go back man they they got the teachers the teachers ain't vaccinated and all this stuff so yeah you know it's all that them type of crazy little things that go on in the barbershop but yeah y'all in the barber zone, and I'm going to bring y'all the experts. So y'all heard it right here. <laughs> you can go to the website and see what the Columbus City Schools has put in place for teachers and students as we prepare to go back to, you know, the blended learning and the face-to-face um, classrooms. So, from, you know, for me talking to, to to the little brothers as they get in the chair, little brothers are ready to get back to school. And the one thing I asked them, you know, what do you miss the most? They miss the interaction. They miss the interaction of being with their teachers and and, and seeing their friends and, you know, just that that, that socialization that we came up with as uh, students. So so, um, for the most part, the students are excited to get back in the classroom and get back to some normalcy. So it's good to hear that you guys have – Things in place that you know you ensure a safe environment for all that um, are part of the, the the normal school day. So I think you, yeah, We here a little bit later. So I see we still got some individuals on the line holding on that that's been listening to the show. I appreciate y'all, man. I see uh, it's a lot of my six one four people. I see we got a few from like Dayton uh, 330s, and uh, that's a little Cleveland on so at this time, if anybody that's been on the line listening would like to make a comment or ask a question before we get out of here feel free, press one, and we'll get you on to hear, you know, your comment or your question. So I, I just appreciate you for tapping in and into and, and the Barber Zone this evening. And, uh, hey, because without you, there is no me. I'd have just been sitting on here just listening to myself talk. So I thank you. Thank you, uh, Sister Lamika, for reaching out and, and, and wanting to share this topic. Because, y'all, this is an important one, Because, you know, it's a lot of craziness going on out here. And I hear it in the barbershop every day, the way the music is just molding our young people in a negative way. It's like, you know, we've got young people that can, that can recite rap lyrics, and, you know, they've been saying that about us since we were young, but they're, they're reciting rap lyrics, but they can't even say the ABCs correctly. Mm-hmm. I mean, and literally, I, there's a young man that came in a barbershop like that. He could literally rap a song, but if you ask him to say his ABCs, he couldn't do them all the way from A to Z correctly. And mm-hmm. that that And that, you know, things like that really, really disturbed me. So, but... You know, those are the ones we have to reach into. So all right. Let's see. I, I see we got we got a number that I'm familiar with right here. This is uh this this is another one of my big bros, man. Coming from the six one four three four eight. Who we got in the building, man? Who's this in the barber's house? <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, good sir?
7: How you doing?
1: Hey man, tell the people who you are, man. Tell the people who, wh- where you at, man, and, and, and tap into this topic, man. Give us the, give us a good nugget, be good brother.
7: All right, hey, listen, uh, Ron Parker. Um, I am the uh, assistant uh, director <laughs> um, in the College of Engineering at the Ohio State University. Um, just recently celebrated thirty years at the university, and uh, I'm still so- doing the thing. Um, thirty years of uh, really thirty-three when I worked with Up, Upward Bound in Cincinnati, but um, you know, I I I'm excited about what you're doing, Vez. This is amazing, um, and and you're you're pouring into the community with uh, some things that need to be heard. Um, real quick, I won't be here long for you, but I will say this is that, you know, uh, this mental health thing is a real issue um and and some of our young men um are yearning are yearning for other men to take time with them to show them to educate them to guide. There are some that are out there that really want to know, and what we have to do is we have to be able to be purposeful, like my brother uh Ty Knut said, but also we also got to show a real demonstration of love to these young brothers. You know, sometimes we miss out on really trying to help these young men understand what love looks like. Sometimes they never get into the laboratory to deal with their emotions, uh, and sometimes mm-hmm. they never even have an opportunity to express themselves because of uh, what society has said. Um you know that we we're we're macho and we have this level of masculinity but you know we have emotions too and sometimes we mm-hmm. got to be able to have that safe space to be able to share those emotions and get them out um before we um let them out in 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 a, in another way that's not advantageous to their success and this is why yes, sometimes we we see what's going on so um You know, I I just wanted to say, man, that, you know, um, the parents that are out there, this pandemic has given you an opportunity, has given you an opportunity to pour into your kids. And I know it's rough and it's tough, but you know what educators go through. But it's also an opportunity for you to develop that strong relationship with your kids Mm -hmm. and be able to help them in a way that they can um, continue to advance, be purposeful, And the main thing is while you're loving on them, push your kids towards excellence. Always Mm -hmm. push your kids towards excellence. They can't, there's there's always that opportunity for them to, you know, do whatever. But if if they have an excellent and effort attitude, then you're going to, you know, you put that demand on them. They they will rise. Our kids will rise, Mm -hmm. man. They love that. Mm -hmm. And And when they win, you gotta celebrate with them, man. You gotta really celebrate. So uh, I don't want to go biblical, but you know we'll we'll, we'll keep it moving, <laughs> and I'll be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for the opportunity, Pastor, to be able to say a few a few words tonight. And uh, certainly, when you uh, circle back to maybe some things at higher ed, I'll definitely make sure that I'm, I'm available and chime in as well.
1: Oh yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate you, man, and 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 love from day one. And y'all, this this right here having having RP and 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 brother Lee on here at the same time, man. This makes me smile on the inside, man. Y'all don't understand. I've known these brothers for twenty five years. My daughter was my when I started at Ohio State. My daughter was like nine months old. She's twenty five now. I done known these brothers for twenty five years, man. And 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 thank y'all for the for the positivity and the love, man, because yeah, y'all brothers just show me nothing but love and positivity the whole time. So I appreciate y'all. So all right, y'all, we about we about to wind it down, man. We we, we got some we got some great nuggets. And y'all, what y'all do is is please, please share this on your social media. Or um, with your friends, you can revisit the show by going to BarberZoneRadio.com, and you can listen to the old show. Or now you can pull it up on your favorite podcast platform. So give it a few minutes to download, and in about an hour just tell Alexa to play in the Barber Zone. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Mine just did it on my TV. Oh. Alexa, never mind. See, my mind just tried to pull it up on TV, y'all. It's just that easy. So, but we about to get out of here. And I see, I got my um, and I'm just gonna say it. I see, I got my roommate on here, Frank Roper out of New York, man. I see he he's tapped in. Thank you, sir. If you want to say something before we get out of here, with you, with you being a a, a a former teacher and an educator in the New York school systems, if you want to say something, man, press one before we uh before we get out of here and. And I'll allow you to say something for a minute and if anybody else on here that's been listening, if you like to top if you like to make a comment before we get out of here the next five minutes, just simply press one and uh and and we'll, we'll get you on here. but before that happens, sister Lamika, if anybody's interested in being part of the Columbus City school system, again, will you let them know how they can do that, where they can do that? And, um, yeah, share that information, please, if you wish.
5: Absolutely. Thank you so much, again, for having us on. We are so appreciative of you. Um, we, if you want to apply to be a teacher, and just remember, keep in mind, a teacher is a math teacher, a science teacher, a nurse, you know, physical therapist, occupational therapist, you know, you would just need to do the following. Google Columbus City Schools. Once you get into Columbus City Schools in Columbus, Ohio, you're gonna it's ccsoh.us. You will click jobs in the top right hand corner, and then you will click teachers apply here, and then you will be able to apply for certificated positions, teacher assistants, which would be instructional assistant positions, tutor positions, part time hourly teacher positions, and of course. The certificated positions, and addition and additionally, you can apply to substitute positions. So again, Columbus City Schools. You would Google that jobs right hand corner, and then teachers apply here. Thank you for your time this evening, and thank you for having me.
1: Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. That's great, and we will, um, you know, we will do we and we can do a follow up show on um, on this at a later time. But I'm going to most definitely do. Um, another show about uh, African-American males and our education and being, you know, positive roles for our young men. Because um, if you know me and if you follow my social media here, um, like my brother Ron said, mental health, man, is is so vital right now in our community more than ever. Um, You know, we went through the whole being macho and, Uh, Real men don't cry and all those lies that we were told as young men to, you know, toughen up and suck it up and don't, don't show your feelings. So now we have a whole bunch of men my age who have anger issues and health issues because we've been told to suppress our feelings and hold those negative things in so long. So now we have to let brothers know that it's okay to talk about your trauma. It's okay to talk about your stress. It's okay to talk about those negative feelings you have. Because if you if you don't, they, they're they like cancer. They eat you up on the inside. And what happens is once you're able to get to the point where you can address those and where you can get it out, it will come out the wrong way. It'll come out as violent language. It'll come out as violent act, act, actions and it will end up uh, affecting your health in a negative way. So right now my whole effort and a whole effort of a whole bunch of individuals I know is to get men to talk, to get men to open up and get some of this weight off our shoulders so that we can be better examples for our young men. It's hard for us older brothers to be positive examples for young men and tell them to open up and talk about the things that they have going on in their lives if we haven't done that ourselves. So first we have to be the example to show our resilience and to be able to get through those things that we've dealt with in our lives in a positive way and show our young men how they can do it also. So, y'all, you know, this is great, but we have to tap into our children and, and, and to their, their their mental issues also because going through this COVID thing, it's rough. It's rough on us as adults. So imagine how it how it is to be a young man coming up now in this last year during COVID, being shut in, not being able to interact with individuals like you. Um, I know a lot of young men that they're the only. Male in their house, so they've been cooped up in their house with mom, grandmama and sisters all their uh, uh, for this past year. So, yeah, we've got a challenge, and 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 hats off to all you guys that go into our school systems every day and pour into our young men and our young ladies, letting them know that they can be whatever they want to be, and as long as they put their best foot forward and they stay focused and they stay moving forward despite what the challenges they may face. So, yeah, I thank y'all for taking this time to, you know, express the need for African-American males in education. And then the Columbia City Schools, I appreciate you coming on and uh, showing that you're trying to make a difference in the city of Columbus through our city schools by hiring minority candidates to be a positive example in our children's lives. So uh, let's see. we are about to get out of here. And let me see. Is anybody else that would like to give us a closing word, a nice nugget to take home before we get off this call? Brother Lee, you got a good word for us?
3: Brother Ty, you got a good Always word for us before we get out of here? Always got something for you, brother. I just want to say again that that challenge is out there. Come back and give back. We want to make sure that men are encouraged to uh, fill out an application. Bring your skills and talents to Columbus City Schools so that we can begin a positive leadership role for young men who are out here who are struggling. Shout out to my to my boy and my colleague, my brother. The love I have for him is immense. Ron Parker, 30 years, Ohio State University's Young Scholars and many other programs, you are an outstanding educator. Shout out to Doc for all that you do and all the other brothers who are on this line. Thank you for all you do, but most importantly, peace and blessings to you, Shabazz, for all the work that you do, brother. Most people don't know who you are and what you do, but you are an inspiration and a motivation for for men to come out and celebrate who we are. I thank you this evening for giving us the opportunity to share. Amen.
0: Thank
1: you, brother. Thank, thank you, thank you. Amen. Y'all make me feel good, man. <laughs> so I think, uh, um, Amen. And yeah, this is this is just what I got. For my parents, uh, you know, my grandmother and my grandparents, is, you know, uh, the nonprofit I'm got is called Walking in My Blessing. And that's what I get from my grandmother. It's not that we always get paid monetarily, but the things you do, God will bless you. So daily, when I wake up in the morning, I say thank you and I'm walking in my blessing. So, y'all, keep continue to walk in your blessing. Keep 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 walking in what God has told you to do is to be a blessing for our young people so that they can be a blessing to the world and the community that they live in. So as we end, I thank you. I thank you. Uh, visit us, com. Become a friend of the show. Hit us on Zone Radio on Facebook. You know, like us, post us, tweet us, whatever you do on your social media, just let the people know that we're here. So until next week, man, keep your your head up and come get your head right in the Barber Zone. Thank you again, y'all, and y'all have a great night.